1: Sunday Showcase, highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. (laughs)
2: Welcome back to Project Audion where voice actors from across America come together via Zoom to recreate live and in real time the classic era of radio dramas and comedies. Hi, I'm your host, Larry Groby, from the Generic Radio Workshop. You got a few minutes? Well, good. At this time, Project Audion pays tribute to Fibber McGee and Molly, one of the great, long-running comedies of the golden age of radio. The McGees, who in real life were a couple, Jim and Marion Jordan, tickled the funny bones of the radio audience for so long almost a quarter of a century, that regular gags like Fibber's overstuffed closet and repeated quips like Molly's "Tain't Funny McGee became part of our shared American pop culture. And they stayed around long after the series left the airwaves. In fact, Fibber McGee was so popular, so funny, and so good in the ratings that it became the first show ever to spawn spin-off series, The Great Gildersleeve and Beulah. Today you're going to hear a brand new episode, created just for us by Robert L. Mills, who has a solid comedy chops of his own, because he was one of the staff writers for the legendary Bob Hope. Mr. Mills has brilliantly recreated the feel of the show at its peak. In his new script, uh, Fibber thinks he's come up with a brilliant and practical invention. Well, of course, he thinks so. Uh, but what about the rest of the folks who are always dropping by 79 Wistful Vista? we'll hear from Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, uh, Wallace Wimple, Mary Latrevia, The Old Timer, and some other characters who were so familiar to the mid-century radio audience. So I'm sure you'll enjoy how Mr. Mills has brought these characters back to life, and how our cast, which stretches from New York to California, captures the essence of this classic humor. Well, the clock is ticking off the seconds to the top of the hour, And I do believe our own Harlow Wilcox is standing by along with our virtual studio audience. So settle in to enjoy a brand new visit to the home of Fibber McGee and Molly.
3: The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing poll coat present Friday McGee and Molly, Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Harold Perry, Walter Tedley, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. From time immemorial, we've heard the ancient maxim: Necessity is the mother of invention. But many wonder why there's been no mention of the father of invention. Who could it be? Where might he live? Well, we may be closing in on the answer to that question tonight, as there have been telltale sounds of someone pursuing that ancient art emanating from 79 Wistful Vista, the home of Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: Let's see here. If I just bend this little strip over there where it's not, then I can stretch the... What you working on, dearie? Oh, well, since you ask, I'm putting the finishing touches on my greatest invention since last year's winner, the Strap Hanger's Pal. Oh, I don't think I remember that one. Of course you don't. That's because as a mere housewife,
4: you lack the necessary fundamentals. (laughs) (laughs) I. And to which of the fundamentals do you refer? Or do I also lack the fundamentals to even understand which ones I haven't been blessed with? Uh, uh, Now see, there's your basic problem right there,
1: kiddo. Clear as day. Housewives just ain't genetically equipped to envision the future like us inventors do naturally. Naturally. And that means we don't
4: even have to think about it. Like, breathing. Well, I'm holding mine. (laughs) Refresh my memory with regard to the Strap Hanger's Pal. You'll recall the Strap
1: Hanger's Pal was my collapsible, portable body cast to help commuters get a seat on a crowded
4: bus. Oh, I remember now. That thing you could never find a big enough suitcase for the commuters to carry it in.
1: A minor kink when it was, on well, A minor kink, I was on the brink of working out when Doc Gamble reminded me there's a law against impersonating a disabled person. <laughs> Well, at least your heart was in the right place. Uh Aha! A reminder of yet another near miss. Which was? My miniature scalpel for performing artichoke heart transplants.
4: (laughs) You were just the victim of too many healthy artichokes. (laughs) Have you noticed it's always some nefarious force preserving your place in obscurity?
1: At this time, no, sirree. This one's our one-way ticket to Easy Street.
4: Need I remind you of my fundamental fondness for 79 Wistful Vista?
1: Soon to be replaced by a fondness for swimming pools, limousines, and upstairs and downstairs maids, soon after my invention hits the market.
4: You mean that toothpaste tube you've got all torn apart on my clean kitchen table? The very same.
1: Notice anything
4: different about it? Oh, you mean those two caps.
1: Look closer, Molly. There's one at both ends. So? So, it doesn't matter if you squeeze it in the middle. No more rolling up toothpaste tubes from the end, trying to extract that last little dab of paste hiding in all that rolled up tinfoil.
4: Hmm, now that you mention it, it does seem like an improvement.
1: You bet it does. This here new tube will revolutionize dentifrice packaging while reducing consumer tube complaints to zero. All I need now is some investors. And just who might they be? Visionaries. Anyone who wants to become a gazillionaire, that's who. Anyone who gets in on the ground floor of McGee Creative Packaging Incorporated. <laughs> See? Word must have got out. They're already flocking to our door.
4: Come in! Why, it's Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks.
1: <laughs> this better be imported, Wimp, on account of I'm on a special mission. And what might that be, Mr. McGee? I gotta get a patent on this here invention.
4: The toothpaste tube you're holding? It has two caps, Mr. Wimple, so you can squeeze it in the middle. Mr. McGee thought of it. What
1: a wonderful idea. Thanks, Wimp, but keep it under your hat, would you?
0: Why would I want to keep a toothpaste tube there, Mr. McGee?
4: <laughs> He's afraid of industrial espionage, Mr. Wimple.
1: But I know I can trust you, Wimp, old pal.
4: Is that a new suit you're wearing, Mr. Wimple? Yes, and thanks for noticing, Mrs.
0: McGee. I just had it fitted. Uh, Tonight's our high school class reunion. Oh, how nice. How many years, Wimp? Unfortunately, it took me five. I kept flunking biology. Biology can be very difficult. I could never quite manage to dissect anything that was still alive.
4: But I think he meant years since you graduated, Mr. Wimple. Oh, that. Hard to believe what
0: it's been ten years since I marched down the aisle. Time really flies, don't it? Sure does. And it was shortly thereafter that I marched down another aisle. Which one was that, Wimp? When I married the homecoming queen. My mean old wife's sweetie face. And I've been stuck at home ever since.
4: Oh, then you must... Then you two must have a wedding anniversary coming up soon. Yes, and I've already picked out a gift. Oh, how romantic. May I ask what it is, Mr. Wimple? Uh, an expensive French perfume.
0: But Mr. McGee's invention just gave me a better idea. What's that, wimp? Well, I think I'll buy the perfume but fill
4: the atomizer with turpentine instead. (laughs) Turpentine? When she sprays that, the smell of turpentine won't go away for weeks. One can only hope. (laughs) So long, folks.
1: He rushed off before I could suggest
4: candy and flowers.
1: Think we should send them a gift? Good idea. They're probably registered at
4: Dutch Boy Paints. <laughs> but right now, dearie, I think you should concentrate on getting your invention patented. You're right. If I'm not careful, I could become a
1: victim of industrial espionage. The spies are probably lining up out there. Usually, they sneak in through the back door. But, come on! <laughs>
4: Why, it's Mayor Latrivia.
5: Hello, Molly. Hello, McGee. (laughs) To what do we owe this unmitigated honor, Latriv? Well, I was in the neighborhood, McGee, and I wanted to ask a favor.
4: A favor? We're flattered, Mr. Mayor, and always anxious to fulfill our civic duty to aid a public servant.
5: Oh, it's nothing that important, Molly. As you know, McGee, I'm running for treasurer of the Jolly Boys this year, and I wanted to be sure that I could depend upon your support. No problem, Triv. As it just so happens,
1: you can recapitulate and do a return favor for me. <laughs> the word is reciprocate, dearie. Really? I thought a reciprocate was a bin to keep things in.
4: Oh, that's a receptacle. Oh,
1: yeah, I guess you're right, but I, I thought a receptacle was an exact copy of something. <laughs> that's a replica.
4: Oh, Uh, oh, uh,
5: it's fine. May interject here for just a moment. Uh, uh, What is the favor, McGee? I'd like you to buy some shares in my new toothpaste container corporation
1: after I patent this here new invention.
5: Oh, I was wondering what you were hiding behind your back. Oh, no, not another
1: one. Uh, I admit I've come up with a few duds, but this is my piece of resistance.
5: Hmm, Okay. Well, I get the toothpaste, too,
4: but why the two caps? So it don't matter if you squeeze it in the middle, don't you see? It's very convenient, Mr. Mayor, and economical, too. No wasted paste.
5: This is a clever idea, McGee. (laughs) I guess the old adage is true. Even a broken clock displays the correct time twice a day. (laughs) What? I think you've got this confused with my redesigned sundial.
4: This has nothing to do with that tobacco, Mr. Mayor.
5: Or timekeeping
4: in any way, shape, or form.
5: No, 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 you don't understand. I I just meant... Perhaps I should put it uh, this another way. Uh, From a tiny grain of sand, sometimes a beautiful pearl is created. What do pearls got to do with this?
4: (laughs) And besides, we seldom eat oysters, Mr. Mayor. Although I did find a class ring in a mussel one time. <laughs>
1: Remember that, Molly? Class reunion, I think it was.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. As I recall, Stix O'Callaghan dropped it in the oysters, too. <laughs> oh,
5: okay. Okay, let's start over. Forget the oyster. Forget the pearl. I'm sorry I confused you. <laughs> I just simply meant that we're sometimes, well, uh, surprised when a tiny acorn can miraculously grow into a giant oak tree.
4: I'm no scientist, Mr. Mayor, but it seems to me there's a world of difference between a giant oak tree and a little sea crustacean.
1: (laughs) I didn't even join climb Cheese as a kid.
5: (laughs) I didn't mean you climbed a tree. I meant you climbed an oyster. I Oh no, I meant you muscled a pearl i went through the clock, found sand in oak tree, a broken or tree, a core tree, eat a clam, time, to sundial you say, I tried to get, oh, you, McGee? Yes, Latrive? Don't forget the jolly boys and put me down for 50 shares of stock. Consider, consider it done, Latrive. Good day, Mickey. Good day, Mrs. Mickey.
4: Well, you're off to a good start, dearie. But while you're peddling your stock, I'll be upstairs clipping coupons for tomorrow's yearly sale at the bon Ton. Won't be long before we'll own
1: the Bonton Snooky, along with Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> I, think I'll, I think I'll keep them both on to help me run my new business empire. Where did I put them pliers? <sighs> Do inventors ever get any peace? Come in!
4: Hey, mister. Oh, hi, teeny. What you doing, mister, huh? What you doing?
1: I'm working on my latest invention.
4: Oh, latest invention? Looks more like a big mess on the kitchen table, I bet you.
1: An opinion shared by certain other members of this household.
4: Oh, that would be Mrs. McGee, I betcha. You gals sure know how
1: to stick together. This happens to be an improved toothpaste tube with two
4: caps. Hmm, my mom won't buy it, I betcha. Oh, why not? We use powder. Got any other ones?
1: Plenty, Teeny. I started inventing stuff when I was just a boy growing up in Peoria a long, long time ago.
4: Too many years for me to remember, I bet you. You remember your very first invention, Mr. McKee? Ah,
1: Like I came up with the idea yesterday. Brilliant, if I do say so myself. And I do. It was my over-under double-barrel slingshot I nicknamed the Stinger. <gasps>
4: It's pretty fearsome.
1: The stinger was such a formidable weapon, I could hit Miss Beasley and Steaky McFarlane with two spitballs at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Have you always invented things, Mr. McGee? Well, you see, I grew up on a chicken farm and had a little workshop set up in the barn. Used to test all my ideas out there. On the chickens? As a matter of fact, one of my inventions almost revolutionized the entire Illinois poultry industry. Which one was that, Mr. McGee? Which one, huh? Well, Teeny, I thought up a way to teach hens to dance the Roomba so the eggs they laid were already scrambled.
4: (laughs) Wow, sounds handy. Did that one ever catch on? Unfortunately, I
1: couldn't follow up. The farmers wanted pre-soft boiled eggs and I could never train the chickens to stand in (laughs) hot water long enough. I'm an inventor, too, I bet you. You mean all this time I've had a fellow inventor living right across the street? Who woulda thought? You woulda, I betcha, right (laughs) across the street. And what, if I may inquire, did you invent? Well,
4: I called the Little Brother Eliminator.
1: Sounds interesting. How does it work?
4: Oh, it works quick. See, yeah, I, I saw the brother-sized hole in the laundry shoe cover. Brother-sized hole,
1: right, yeah. And then?
4: And then, see, I stuff him through the hole, and he plunges down two stories into the pile of sheets and pillowcases in the basement.
1: <laughs> and you were able to get away
4: with this? Oh, perfectly. Until one day, my mom got suspicious when he came back starched and folded. Mm. <laughs> well, I gotta go home now. Good luck, Mr. McGee. So long,
1: T.D. It's done, Molly. I finally finished the prototype for my double cap toothpaste tube. Now I gotta start looking for a box to mail it to the patent office in. Why don't you just use the box it came in? That has the name of the toothpaste company printed on it. No, sirree, they're gonna have to pay me for that privilege. I think I
4: saw one just the right size here. Oh, not in the hall closet, dearie. You know what happens when you open that door.
1: Oh, thanks, kiddo. That was the closest call since Lindbergh almost landed in Moscow.
4: (laughs) Oh, you know,
1: I think this may be your best-looking invention ever. And the first one that didn't injure me. Nabbit! how am I supposed to get anything done
4: with all these
6: interruptions?
4: Come in. Why, it's Doc Gamble. What brings you here, Doctor?
6: My dear, the soothing warmth of your welcome is motivation enough for one to darken your doorstep at any hour. (laughs) Hand
1: Hand her your stethoscope, Pill Peddler, and she'll warm that up for you, too.
6: I see you're in your usual state of antisocial aggression, Petri dish mouth. Oh, you'll, you'll change your tune, syringe squeezer,
1: when you find out I'm about to end your days of bobbing for gallstones.
6: <laughs> what on earth is he talking about, Molly?
4: Oh, he's just seeking investors for his latest invention he claims will revolutionize the
6: packaging. Lord help us, not again. What do you mean again, Nemb-ya-tall-breath? I'm, tr- I'm still trying to unload my worthless shares in your attempt to revolutionize timekeeping with the McGee Sundial. <laughs> now, 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 that wasn't my fault.
1: I just could never perfect a sweep second shadow. <laughs> but this one's perfected. Here, take a look just looks like a tube of toothpaste
6: you've mangled with a pair of pliers but well, notice something different about it this is silly why the two caps so it don't matter
1: if
4: you squeeze it in the middle the inventor claims it will eliminate inconvenience and wasted paste when it's empty so how do you roll it
1: up you never have to see when the when the paste escapes down in one end You just unscrew the nearest cap, and presto, a fresh supply.
6: Hmm. As much as I hate to admit it, and as often as I've belittled your past idiotic ideas, (laughs) this one finally makes sense. You're right, McGee. This is ingenious. The public will love it. And
1: the best part is, you're boarding the McGee Express on the ground floor. You can finally retire that round mirror on your forehead with a little hole in it.
6: I'm sold, McGee. Pencil me in for 10% of the first stock issue.
4: Congratulations, Doctor. You're our second investor.
6: Thank you, Molly. I hope it does as well as the General Motors shares I passed on. Good day, McGee. Good day, Molly.
1: Ah, better call the pool company, Molly. I think we can start digging. Now, don't get ahead of yourself, Terry. First, you should apply for a patent. You're right, kiddo. I'll call the patent office and have them send me some forms to fill out. Hand me the phone. I'm gonna have to hire a secretary. Us business tycoons is constantly getting interrupted. Come in. Well, if any, Johnson Glowcoat's answer to Madame Tussaud. Oh,
4: don't mind him, Mr. Wilcox. He thinks he's an overworked factory owner.
3: Hello, Molly. Hello, McGee. Working on another invention, are you? This is my best invention ever, wax
1: vendor. I guess I can safely tell you. It's my double-capped toothpaste tube.
3: Well, I happen to observe that in the process, you've managed to create quite a mess for Molly to clean up. Small price to pay for immortality, Waxy. (laughs) Not if Molly uses Johnson's wax, which makes furniture glow with a bright richness. Oh, I already do, Mr. Wilcox. We know which side of the bread our
1: paycheck is waxed on. (laughs)
3: So you also know that Johnson's wax makes precious things easier to keep clean, too. Dust and dirt just won't stick to a surface gleaming with that tough, protective coat of Johnson's paste wax. You can
1: rest assured, sworn enemy of waxy yellow buildup, we're covered with more wax than a nearsighted candle maker with St. Vitus Dance.
3: Then I needn't remind you of those drips of glue that you left on Molly's clean kitchen floor will be easy to whisk away thanks to the resilient, shell-like coating that Johnson's Paste Wax imparts on all surfaces to which it's been applied. That's right. You needn't. Needn't what? Remind me. Then my work here appears to be done. It was done before those chimes
1: sounded. And notice how quiet that door is on your way out. I waxed the hinges just this morning. boy, Goodbye, folks. (laughs) Ah, now, where was I before we were so rudely interrupted by that crass display of commercialism? You were on a box hunt. Oh, yes. Someday soon I'll have my own shipping department and won't have to concern myself with such trivialities. (laughs) I think I just heard someone
4: coming up the walk. Come in!
7: Howdy, kids.
4: Well, if it isn't Mr. Oldtimer, don't you look nice today?
1: Yeah, your cheeks are shinier than the knees on a
7: $10 suit. <laughs> Just shave, Johnny. Got a big date with my girl in tonight.
4: Oh, that's exciting, Mr. Oldtimer. You taking her out to dinner and dancing?
7: Oh, nothing like that, daughter. We're attending the that Just pulled in over at Somerville.
1: Do I detect the faint tinkle of wedding bells amidst the siren song of the Bachelorhood Express? No. Oh.
7: oh, oh no, Johnny, just just gonna take another crack at that baseball toss prize. I was one aluminum milk bottle short of winning for her last year.
4: How thoughtful. A stuffed panda, is it?
7: No, Kate Smith.
1: <laughs> Shoving her moon over the mountain, no doubt. Hey. <laughs> I ever tell you about my summer traveling with a carny back in Illinois as a teenager?
7: As I recollect, I, I don't believe I've been so advised.
1: Well, allow me to eradicate that inadvertent oversight forthwith. You never, to- you never told me about any carny, dearie. Too much danger to take in all at once, kiddo. But I guess enough time has passed by now. I was the sword swallower's sword sharpener in Tweisinger's famous Midway Attractions. <laughs> oh. Sounds dangerous. That ain't the half of it, old timer. When I wasn't sharpening, sorting, shining, stacking, strapping, shifting, shaking, or shipping the swords, I was designing, duplicating, directing, designating, or decorating the daggers for his knife throwing act. <laughs> oh, that was some job! Must have been a long summer for you. Not as long as it was for the girl he was throwing the knives at. But that's—that's that's not the end of the story. At night, I was a tent pole sitter. The tent pole sitter. He's the guy who sits on top of the poles at night to make sure nobody steals the tents.
4: I've never heard of a carnival tent being stolen.
1: That just proves how good we were. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> one night, I hears a noise, so without making a sound, I shinny down the pole and catch the guy red-handed. The tent thief? No, the carousel operator who was eloping with a bearded lady.
4: Oh, how romantic. Did they get married?
1: Stayed together for years. Had three kids, in fact, only two of which were born with a beard.
7: <laughs> Interesting story, Senny, but that ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it was this proudest punch grandma took her favorite grandson for a walk on the beach. Miami? And, and what- Your what-y?
4: I just wondered if it was Miami
7: Beach. I suppose
1: it could have been. It it, it don't matter none. Miami Beach has always been one of Molly's favorites.
4: Along with Apalachicola.
7: We played those towns in vaudeville. Okay, make it Miami Beach. Anyways... They're walking along when suddenly a giant wave washes up and sweeps the kid out to sea.
4: Oh, that's Miami, all right. That undertow almost got me one time.
7: I warned you
1: not to wade out too far. (laughs) Well, well, this time it swallowed the kid, okay? Some grandma. Sounds like she wasn't holding his hand very tight.
4: The boy probably just stooped down to pick up a seashell. Mm. You know how kids are. What happened next, Mr. Oldtimer? next where, where was i
7: a kid just disappeared in the ocean uh, oh oh yeah right well the grandma is so upset she kneels in the sand and prays dear god that's my favorite grandson just don't let him drown and i promise to be the best grandma in the world and then another giant wave watches him another a, wave yeah This one with the kid in it returned safe and sound.
4: Oh, the power of prayer.
7: Grandma looks down, checks the kid over, looks up to the sky, and says, He had a hat.
4: (laughs) Come on, kids.
1: You know, Molly. It's nice to see the old-timer dating again. Mm. Men get to a certain age, you know, they can lose their touch.
4: Oh, let's hope not, dearie. Oh, look, our neighbor Mr. Gildersleeve is coming up the walk, and he has somebody with him.
1: He told me he was leaving for Somerville today, probably dropping
4: in to say goodbye. Come in. Mr. Gildersleeve, so nice of you to drop by.
2: Well, I, I couldn't leave Wistful Vista without bidding a fond farewell to my favorite neighbors. We'll miss you too, gildy old
4: pal. This block just won't seem the same without you living on it. Ah,
2: A truly warm born voyage indeed from a delightful couple. And I wanted you to meet my nephew, Leroy. My boy, these are the McGee's I've been telling you about.
0: Glad to meet you! Well, I've been helping my uncle unload that U-Haul trailer
2: in the driveway. Leroy is my sister's boy. He'll be living with me and his sister Marjorie in Somerville until they finish school.
4: Why? My my wife had a wonderful family. (laughs) You haven't met Marjorie. (laughs) Now, now,
2: (laughs) yes, Leroy here has been quite help during the big move.
1: Hey, 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 is that my lawnmower strapped on the back of your trailer out there? I told you I couldn't make it look like a vacuum cleaner, uncle. Oh,
2: Leroy. <clears throat> I have no idea how that got there, McGee. Leroy was packing so fast, I hardly had time to tell him what to do.
4: <laughs> oh, no problem, Mr. McGee.
6: I'll untie
4: it. No, not that door, son. That's the hall clock!
1: Gotta clean out that closet one of those days.
4: Eve, and I'm like our trailer was overloaded. <laughs> it's not your fault, Leroy. Lots of people make the same mistake.
1: Some of them even live here
4: look, dearie, there's that portable underwood you've been looking for to fill out your patent application form. Well,
2: uh, has my little chum come up with another money-making invention? Anything your uh, former favorite neighbor might be interested in getting in on? (laughs) Well, that depends on my former favorite neighbor. On what? On whether
1: he has a good job lined up in Somerville.
4: Uncle Druckmorton is going to run for water commissioner. Water commissioner sounds like a perfect position for you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, he says water runs in our families, blood. <laughs> well,
2: you no, know, What I meant was that water played a prominent role in the lives of our ancestors.
4: <laughs> How exciting! Which ancestors were those?
2: Well, for instance, my great-great grandfather Ezra Gildersleeve. He was running one, uh, rowing one of the boats during the Boston Tea Party. <laughs>
4: Oh, no. Well, you told me he tied a bunch of sea bags to himself and jumped
2: in. Well, I may have embellished the story a little for dramatic purposes.
1: <laughs> well, you sure handled whistle Vista's water with a certain flair. And how did
2: I do that, my little chum?
1: By hooking up your garden hose to my faucet without asking.
2: Well, there was no other way to water the roses on that side of our house.
1: And why was that?
2: Well, the garden hose I borrowed from you was too short to reach.
4: <laughs>
2: now, can you tell me, Mr. McGee, what's your new invention?
4: Oh, uh, it's... There on the table, Uncle.
1: Sure is, Leroy. We inventors call this here the prototype. Neat. Oh, a tube of airplane glue with two caps. A toothpaste tube, actually. Squeezable in the middle. No waste.
0: Look at this, sir. I think Mr. McGee may be
2: onto something big here! Hmm. Why, why this is brilliant, McGee. Truly brilliant. <laughs> I hate squeezing toothpaste tubes, always have. Yeah, this makes it fun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Would you like to invest in McGee Dentifrice Packaging Incorporated, Mr. Gildersleeve?
2: Well, well, I agree with Leroy. This does look like a sure winner, Molly, and. And I'd like 10% of the initial stock offering. You're on.
4: Well, why only 10%, Oh? The kids will love this for their model airplane.
2: <laughs> uh, you're right, Leroy. Uh, make it 20%, McGee. Uh, and you can send my dividend checks to the water commissioner in Somerville. <laughs> Goodbye, folks.
1: Now, well, Molly, I think it's time to divide up the work. You hire the upstairs maids, and I'll cover the downstairs maids and the chauffeur.
4: You know, dearie, it's been a week since you submitted your invention to the patent office. Why don't you give them a call?
1: Good idea. Hand me the phone, Cookie. Hello. Operator, could you put me through to the federal... Is that you, Mert? How's every little thing, Mert? (laughs) What's that? Your nephew, Randy, did what? Brand new sheepskin, huh? (laughs) You must be so proud.
4: I always thought that Randy Cardoon would graduate from college. He's always been so bright.
1: No, he just got new seat covers for his Model T. (laughs) Uh, Put me through to the patent office, Mert. She's ringing the federal building. Very official. Hello, patent office, this is inventor McGee. Fib, that's that's it, yeah, McGee. Oh, you got my application? They got it, Molly. It was, it was what? What do you mean, too late? Someone already patented a double cap toothpaste tube? Somebody beat me to it, Molly. Who? Who? Teeny Symington? <laughs> Teeny? Why, that double-dealing four-flush <laughs> of that wolf and kid's clothing, I'll,
4: I'll fit her in the house. Heavenly her days, her. Mickey. Remember your blood pressure. Wait till like, I get my hands on that feeding <laughs>
3: kid! <laughs> Fibber and Molly will return in a moment. The beauty that Johnson's pastracks bring to a home is beauty that'll be seen and remembered bound to remember the lustrous surfaces that have been polished with this remarkable wax. But maybe you don't know this, how easily and quickly you can polish your wax floor when you have Johnson's new Beauty Floor Electric Polisher. All you do is guide this polisher across the floor. The big whirling brush buffs your floor in a few seconds. Ask your dealer about Johnson's new Beauty Floor Electric Polisher. You can buy one now or rent one at low cost if you prefer.
4: I just got some good news, dearie.
1: About time we had some good news. What is it?
4: Teenie has pledged to donate all the profits she makes from the double-capped toothpaste tube to the Wistful Vistas Children's Hospital. And she's giving you full credit for the idea. Well, good. I've always wanted to be remembered for inventing something important. Oh, you'll be remembered all right. Maybe not with Thomas Edison but for sure with Edison Farnsworth.
1: What did Edison Farnsworth invent?
4: The slingshot. (laughs) And you know, tonight's program has been a good reminder for all Americans to contribute generously to the March of Dimes who maintain children's hospitals all over the country. It was FDR's favorite charity. You know, Molly,
1: of all the ideas we heard tonight, yours is the best of all.
4: Aw, say goodnight, dearie. Good night,
3: all. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Low Racine, Wisconsin, and Vancouver, Canada, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? (laughs) This is NBC. The National Broadcasting Company.
2: You've just heard a new episode of Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Robert L. Mills and performed by the vocal actors of Project Audion. In this episode, you heard as Fibber McGee, John Bell in Alabama, Molly and Teeny were played by Holly Adams in New York, Harlow Wilcox was portrayed by Ken Jeffries in California. Wallace Wimple was by Dana Gonzales in Texas. Mayor Latrivia was played by Bob Beaumont in California. Doc Gamble by Frank Guglielmelli in Pennsylvania. The Old Timer by Harry Middlebrooks in California. Gildersleeve was Larry Groby in Texas. And Leroy was Carolyn Throckeld in Kentucky. The entire project was produced, directed, and mixed by Larry Groby. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Project Audion Podcasts come to you wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube and at our projectaudion.com website. We hope you'll share them with your friends. We hope you'll let us know what you think. And we hope you'll tune in again next time. Until then, thanks for listening.
4: Have, back- have any of your inventions ever backfired like that, Mister McGee? Have they, huh? Have they?
1: Well, let's see. I guess my Mister Toothpick would qualify in that regard.
4: How'd that one work?
1: Ingenious it was. Electric. Oh. I hooked up a battery to a regular toothpick for effortless, for effortless post-meal dental evacuation. Uh, how'd that go? <laughs>
4: Insufficient. How'd that Insuff- one go wrong? <laughs> how'd, how'd that go again? You? Yeah, I'm like, that's not what he says. <laughs> but that's okay.
1: Let that one now? go wrong.
4: Let oh, that I'll one have... go wrong.
1: I'll tell you if you'll be quick. I'll,
4: how about now? <laughs> okay. Now?
1: now a to... <laughs> it's a wonderful time. It, I'm, I'm doing a teeny eliminator in a moment. Insufficient <laughs> prototype testing.
6: This is an uh, urgent message from Cypher. I'm undergoing various... Uh, Undergoings for the evil plan. It has come to my attention that these children, these I say, have risen mutely against us. This, of course, is suboptimal. They must be stopped at all costs. I think I speak for all mankind when I say. The evil plan must continue. <laughs> yes, it must. <laughs> anyway, we have set up a trap for these kid agents, and they will be dealt with soon enough. Don't believe me. Just listen.
3: I'm just gonna cut one of them no wait.
2: Why haven't they reported in for the past two days?
4: Two of your agents have been injured in the line of duty. Oh
3: my god, Josh, are you okay?
6: Uh, Miss, miss, can you please step back?
3: Say something comforting to Josh. Uh,
7: better you than me?
6: Many believe Wordtastic Podcast to be the greatest podcast of all time. And season two, there's no exception. We'll have more action.
0: More laughs. What is wrong with those? More drama. (laughs) More
2: We did it!
6: We did it! We're alive! For now, kid agents.